Hi, this is the Minky PP podcast. I'm your host, Goddess Mari. Um, it's Friday. So if you're, uh, you know, listening to this and you got a check today, then please give it to someone um, that is superior <laughs> than you. <laughs> uh, whether it's me or somebody else, you know, make their day, give them a gift, surprise them. Um, and I want to wanna welcome uh, some of the speakers. I've got Soul on here, Soul Sexy J. I've got Goddess Jen. I've got I've Goddess Megan. Um, and a Goddess Kiki just came in. I'm gonna invite her to speak if, if she if she wants to. And then Mistress Mercy, hi. Uh, please feel free to to come up and speak if you'd like. Um, I just cover like different topics, you know, femdom, findom, footdom, that sort of thing. And uh, one of the things that I found interesting was that, or one of the things that are debate kind of debated, is that some like some fin subs are fin subs, but they don't realize they're fin subs until like you explore that relationship with them later on. And like you, you start kind of testing things out and then it's, they kind of slowly start getting into being a fin sub without maybe realizing that they're one. Have you guys, have any of you guys experienced this? So maybe we should first define what a fin sub is, because I feel like it could have a broad definition. So, what do you think a fin sub is, maybe? And then, because I feel like everyone has a different definition to what a fin sub is. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, the thing is that, and I spoke about. I spoke with LTS, uh, who's long-term sub, about this. I think on the second episode, um, because there's different type. Just like there's different types of. Uh, doms like fin doms there's also different type of fin subs and so some fin subs like I think pure fin you know fin dom fin sub the purity of it is you know submitting a sub submitting their funds to to a dom like just the submission of funds the 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 kink of giving money and the kink of receiving money like just plain this just as black and white as it could be um but where it starts to kind of you know it falls under the umbrella of like the kinks of well like what kinks does this person like what kinks do you like um and kind of exploring that area as well but it's just it's different than a buyer coming in and being like, I want to buy some pictures or I want to buy a video of you dominating me and then leaving and you never speaking to them again. Um, but I have noticed that that sometimes it'll be like, hey, like, can I be, can, can we include like draining in it? Uh, can I slowly be drained by you? as we're doing a session or even after a session, it'll be like, here's some, like, I, I, I want to buy you a coffee or I want to buy you this or I want to reimburse that. Or they start, they start sending money without you even asking or, or just because they want to. Um, and then, I, and then I'm like, this person may have not started off as a fin sub, but then it kind of just uh, progressed that way. And so I'm wondering if like, like, what is anyone's, what is any, any, anyone's welcome to speak? Or, or any doms are welcome to speak. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? So I think goddess Megan had, we had this similar conversation, I think yesterday about basically people sending you stuff or giving you gifts, but they don't want to be called a finza because I think when you, when you say you're a fin sub, you fall under a specific category. And when I think about a fin sub, I think about a person that gets that rush just by the send and doesn't really want anything in return. As in for like maybe a sub someone who is submissive, it's more about like, I want, I want to send you because I want you to be happy, but I also want, you know, something in return. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of. I think there is a give and take, right? It's not like a, a guy's gonna be just be sending to any to anyone. 
You know, there has to be, for him, the reason could be like, he finds you beautiful or he likes something you said, or he likes that you do this or do that, or like whatever the case may be, you know? And so, but, but think about how we're portraying ourselves on here. Like we're portraying that we like something to, we that we have a kink that we like ourselves. Like, you know, let's say it's feet, you know? So, so maybe like, he wants to send to you because he also likes your feet. It's not just, he's not going to send to just anybody. There's got to be something about you in particular that he likes. Um, no, absolutely. I agree with that. But like, of course he has to reach your profile and be like, Oh, I like your content or I like the way you look. So obviously he will want to send with you f- for some reason, but some this is where like silent sends come in because sometimes they can just send you because they want to send you so they want to show some kind of gratitude for your content and then sometimes they would ask content in return or like I don't have a legit fin sub so I don't really know how it works but when I think about a fin sub in like a definition I think it's defined as someone that's gets that just gets a rush by sending to beautiful women and likes to know that he his money is being like put to good use. Um, but that's just like if I would Google fin sub, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like the you, you're you're not I don't I don't think you're wrong, uh, Goddess Jen. I think that is like the black and white like textbook definition of it. Um, I also I just think that it's you know there's like a connection there and whatever is happening in that connection um that both parties are comfortable with where the sub is giving the funds um in even after you know uh, one thing that LTS said on on the second episode was even when they're not high because I I asked him about this too I was like well I was like how do you know when a fin whether it's a fin sub or not and he was like well are they sending to you when they're not high basically like in subspace when they're not in subspace like when it's just a regular day like maybe they're at work something they saw that you uh wanted uh to buy a new bathing suit and they just sent you to you know sent money for you to get this bathing suit they're not in like i want to you know you to be dominated by me they're not in that mind space um but that's not to say that that mind that like dominant submissive session or kink or dynamic isn't going on at night or wherever or you know at a, at a different time um and so where I'm thinking or where I'm questioning is, do do some of these guys not realize that maybe they're, they're fin subs too by just sending while they're not in subspace? Because I think that would also be considered a, a fin sub if they're sending to you while, while they're not in that, and that like, oh, I want you to whatever, uh, send you know just do a session together a skype session or whatever a video send me like when they're not necessarily wanting something and feel free to uh uh um speak uh anybody who's any doms who are are listening Uh, i have delightful souls um requesting to speak let's see what i'm curious what she has to say Hi. Oh, okay. I can you hear me? Oh, hi guys. I don't know if you guys Sorry, can... my my mic was on mute. <laughs> hey guys. No worries. <laughs> good afternoon. Welcome thank you, thank to you. the Minky PP podcast. Yes, thank you for hosting this for us. I really love that. Um, so I have a question. Uh, I'm new to this, yeah. this Dom Femme thing, and I did so much as uh did like the feet the feet licking and stuff like that. Um, I'm about to do a trample session, but I have one question. So the dude, he's like in my area, but he doesn't want to send a picture or his phone number. Uh, should I go? What like what should I say to that? 
Did you get any sort of um, photo? He didn't get an idea or a reference from anybody? No, he's just like, follow me from Twitter. I don't, I personally don't do any unless there is um, an ID or a reference from another model for my personal safety, okay. but that's on you on what you choose I love to that. Do. I love that. Okay. So yeah, the first guy um, I linked up with, he actually sent me like a full picture and his number and he, he ended up being like who he said he was, but this one is kind of off. The money is cool, but I yeah. don't want to die. So no, exactly. Yeah. Always go with your gut and safety first. Right? And those that are serious kind of know the the rules that you're either going to have to give um identification or give a reference and that people that regularly do this don't have an issue with providing that information exactly thank you thank you one more thing um as for funds do you guys like get the funds before you meet up with them or like when you see them because that's kind of my technique when i see them they like deposit the funds and then we like go along with the process but how do you guys do it i'm curious I personally get uh, half a deposit first, and then the other half is due before. Oh, okay. That way I'm not um, holding my time for somebody else that is wanting my time. Right. Thank you so much. Are you talking about in-person meetings or online meetings? Um, in-person meetings. Okay. So lucky for you, you're talking to Sol J, which is an expert about in-person meetings, so. I'm going to let her get this, take the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I, I run the show. And, and like I said, most people um, who do that regularly know that that's, that's the norm. So okay. um, if they're giving you any sort of issue on that, you might just want to not waste your time with that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Any tips for like, you know, a beginner? Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm a, a foot dom. I'm, I'm a sadist. Um, I like to do like degradation and stuff like that, but um, I'm now getting into like the foot thing. Like, do you guys have any tips on that or like, yeah, yeah, any tips? <laughs> Ooh, that's a broad question. Okay. I think my first tip would be, um, they must always pay before they receive content. Okay. That's how you weed out all the time wasters, yeah. and then. Another tip, in my opinion, would be to open either a loyal fans, only fans, or fansly, so that you have some kind of platform that's some kind of VIP platform, where you just upload a tons of content and just give little teasers on your Twitter slash Reddit slash whatever you think is best for you to promote yourself, and also um, engaging with other DOMs on platforms like you're doing right now. I think that's a really good way to get into stuff because I feel like you can always learn from other doms experience. Um, I also learned a lot from the girls here and also from other podcasts. So that would be my main tips. I don't know. I I could think of more, but I don't know. Girls, what do you think? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Anyway, that is great. Um, Those are some of the things that I already do have. So thank you so much. And um, this is so great, and I'm so happy you guys did this podcast, and I'm going to listen until you guys are done. Thank you so much. I love you all. <laughs> Thank you so much. And hey, it takes uh, guts to put yourself out there, so I commend you for that. Um, and I'm super glad that that Soul Sexy Jay was here to to answer some of those. Yes. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good luck to you as well. Yeah, you know what? On the topic of, of meetings... Um, soul sexy jay uh can you talk about the first meeting that you've ever had how did that go how did you know what to do sorry my mic was off um my first one for money or the first one that i actually just had because the guy had a foot fetish (laughs) Ooh, let's talk about well actually whichever one you want to share first whichever one you want to share first um, well, it was about 12 years ago when I first was introduced to the foot fetish world. Um, kind of just random, gave a guy my number at the bar and kind of went from there. Um, and he's always kind of pushed me to go in this direction. And we're still friends to this day. Um, and he finally was like, gave me some tips and all that and kind of ran with it. Um, as far as my first session um, for money, that was probably back in May, so probably a month after I, I started and was promoting. And he was actually 
quite young, the gentleman that I um, had a session with and he's super nervous, um, but super sweet. But again, even for his first session, he knew um, kind of the rules and had no issue with giving me identification and paying up front and all that kind of stuff and super respectful. And it went really well. Um, I feel like a lot, it depends on what kind of session they want. I have a lot that like worship. So they tend to be a little bit, you know, more of a submissive um, and very um, gentle and sweet. And then I do have a few of my um, femdoms that are into like humiliation and degradation and all that kind of stuff. So it depends on the session and how it goes. They're all very, very different and everybody likes, um, you know, to explore my feet in a different way. But it's always been positive experience thus far. And I'm looking forward to New York. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. So, okay, so so walk me through it a little bit. And, and you know, anybody else who, who wants to chime in about the sessions they do in person, I'm super curious, um, you know, to, to, to ask about that as well. Um, so, okay, so somebody DMs you with a tribute. I'm, mm-hmm. I, or, and then they're like, hey, I want to do an in-person session. What, what do you say? So I usually just will um, go ahead and ask, you know, what they're looking for, how long of a, a length of time that they are wanting. Usually most want an hour um, and get details depending on, you know, if it is a femdom situation, um, specifically their kinks that they are into. Um, so that way I um, can prepare for that properly. And then um, it will depend if I'm doing it locally or if it's while I am hosting somewhere else. Um, I'm trying to go about getting scheduled. Once we agree on a time, then they will. Um, well, once once we agree that that this is going to work, the situation will work. I either ask for a reference or a um, photo ID that shows their picture and their um, name and date of birth and all that kind of good stuff, so I can verify them um, or a reference. And then once I get everything verified, then I'll request for the deposit in order to hold their spot. Fascinating. And so talk to me about that first meeting. What do you, the second they see you, what happened, like the second they see you, do they, how does the dynamic work? Do you tell them immediately what to do from, from there? Uh, How does that, how does the dynamic work there? It really varies because some of these people um, I um, communicate with fairly regularly because they are sending to me regularly um, throughout the week or, you know what I mean, requesting content from me. So it depends on the relationship that I have with the person. Um, I have quite a few, you know what I mean, that it's like we know each other and, you know, we've been hanging out, you know, for months together, but, you know, because they've been waiting for me to come to their city. Um, Then there's some that haven't really communicated with with me and so I usually try to get a little bit more information about what they want so um, I know how to approach them it's really it it varies so much between one person to the next wow yeah and and so here's the biggest fear that most um, women have with with meetups um, that something's going to happen to them that the you know that this guy might uh, do something or something might happen and they won't have any control over the situation. What do you say to, you know, people that women that have this concern? I feel like it's definitely a valid concern. Um, but that's also why, you know, if you're communicating with them, you do get a good vibe from how they're talking to you. If they're hesitant about things or if they're like trying to push boundaries on what you're willing to do in a session, that's not somebody I'm going to have a session with, right? Um, because they're already making me com- uncomfortable trying to push what I'm okay with. So you get a really good feel for it before um, and just how they approach you and how they communicate with you. You know, if they're going to, if they're approaching you respectfully and they're following the rules, they're sending you the emails like it's requested, you know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to have more comfortability in, in the session because they're doing things right. Um, and like I said, I feel like most of them, um, genuinely, they want to explore their, their fetish and they're here and, and they're going to respect, um, you know, your boundaries. Again, I also 
get identification. And I, I prefer references from previous models because that really says a lot. Other models that have um, had experiences with them and are able to be like, yes, you're a complete gentleman, follow boundaries, all that kind of stuff. Um, that makes me even more comfortable than just a photo ID. So that's my personal preference. Love that. I love that. I, um, really quick, I want to reset the room. This is the Mankey PB podcast, episode seven. Um, and welcome to the new listeners. We talked a little bit about like, you know, fin subs and, and, and whether some fin subs realize that they're fin like don't realize that they're fin subs until maybe like later on or the relationship like develops as such, or there's maybe an aspect of uh, fin doming, fin subbing in that dynamic. Um, and then uh, we talked a bit about meetups. Uh, so Sexy J has done, um, you know, some meets in person. And, and so she has such great advice to give in that aspect. Um, so can I really quick share the story about how you and I were in Miami? Like we met up in Miami. Oh, yes. And this was like <laughs> a totally different situation because this wasn't even, this wasn't um, necessarily for, for one that was wanting to actually like get yeah, go ahead. Sure. It's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, you know the details more than I do, but I think Sol was supposed to meet someone for a cash meet. And, and right. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. And I typically more so do sessions instead of cash meet. So that's, that was totally new for me as well in that area. And, and so how did you guys agree to do this? Or how did, what happened that, that you agreed to, let, to allow this to happen he had been reaching out to me while when he saw that I was going to Miami for a few days before and like begging to be able to do a cash meet so I was like okay I'm not doing anything I'm not really familiar with this but we'll see how this goes and how this plays out right so that was kind of the story yeah no so so here's the thing so I was going to meet Seoul at the same time. Wait, that... sorry not to cut you guys off, but can you guys explain what a cash meet is? Thank you. So a cash meet is more so for a submissive who will just come and provide money for you without necessarily um, the, the um, in-person aspect as far as, you know, the worshiping, the touching, the you know, they're just giving you money strictly money <laughs> for oh, okay that. thank you yeah. sorry thank you for clarifying thank you uh-huh. yeah the the i think what what um the cool thing about the cash meet for the guy is is that he's seeing you in person right like you know these guys see us on a screen um most of the time or through a screen most of the time and and then so for them to see you in person, I think that's like the awe uh, for it. And and I and so so what's funny is that I was gonna meet Soul at the same time, just so happens to be at the same time that she was gonna do this cash meet. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this guy's gonna end up seeing us at the same time, like together at the same time and I and I remember thinking to myself that may be even more nerve-wracking for the guy because now it's two two women you know it's it's harder for any guy you know kinks or not to approach a woman it's harder to, to approach two or three or four um so we were in this bar and he I guess he didn't seem to like show up but but Sol and I were, were walking, but we decided to walk a little bit. And this guy that was standing in front of us, Sol just knew that that was the guy. So I don't know how you knew how that was the guy, Sol. But you somehow figured out that that was the guy. Go ahead. I am a very observant person, too. Um, so I had seen him walk in and he had he knew where I was going to be sitting in the bar and I had seen him out of my peripheral come by, walk by and then look at me. And so then when we walked outside and I saw him, I was like, this is definitely him. Yeah. And then what did he say to you, Soul? Um, you know, he, what did he like? He texted you something like, I saw you and I saw you and I, but I, 
but he couldn't. Like he couldn't. He chickened. He like chickened out or something. What exactly did he say? Like he saw your feet. He's like, yeah, he really, he was just so nervous. He's like, I'm just too nervous. I, I just can't do it. I'm so nervous to talk to you. And I'm like, <laughs> it was kind of cute, but kind of frustrating too. <laughs> yeah. And that's so, okay. So here's where I find it really interesting because it's the psychology of things that really interest me is that submissives, you know, in a way, we considered them to be weak because they're submissives, you know, quote unquote weak. But on the contrary, there can be like a, a strong submissive or like a brave submissive. Like, for example, he showed up. I mean, sure, he didn't, you know, interact with you because he, he got too scared. But some people might be even too afraid to meet up. Like, I, like it, I think uh, one of the things that I'm starting to realize is that the women, you know, goddesses, superiors, the doms uh, on here that are uh, fearful of meeting up in person, which is completely understandable. I totally get it. Um, the the submissives are just as terrified of meeting you because they've been just fantasizing, like they've, they've just been, you know, have you on this pedestal imagining you uh, and now they're going to see you. It's like to them, it's like, a celebrity or something like that. So it's not exactly like the um, society, how a society works. And it's like, oh, the guy's going to like kidnap you or something like that. No, it, it, it tends to be more of like the guy's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so nerve wracked about it. I'm so excited about it. Um, is that how you n- normally see it, Sol? Because I, I mean, you're the one that's done more meetups here on, as a speaker. Um. Yes, yes, especially ones that are new and this is like one of their first sessions too. Um, they're they're very shy and timid and kind of nervous. So it, it's always kind of like got to work them out of their shell a little bit and, and lighten the mood um, in order for them to kind of relax and really fully enjoy the session for sure. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I want to welcome it to all of you guys listening. Thank you so much. If you want to, you know, if you're a dom and want to speak, feel free to, to press the, the request to speak button and I'll be happy to have you up here. Um, so I was reading The Heart of Dominance, which is a book. Um, it's called, yeah, it's called The Heart of Dominance. It's a, a guide to practicing consensual dominance. And one of the things that I found interesting was that there's three, uh, I'm sorry, not three, there's six primary flavors of dominance. Uh, I'm going to list them out. So the six are control, conquest, devaluation, nurture, objectification, and service. So I'm super curious as to, like, do any of those resonate with you guys? Does anything there, like, ring any bells for you guys? Can you guys hear me? I think think no one is just one type of dom. I think all of us are kind of a mix. Like, I know that I have a nurturing side, and I also have an objectifying side, and, like, I can bring out whatever I feel is most relevant for that specific sub. Cause sometimes subs are looking for different things than other than like, Oh, I just want to be domed period. Especially if it's long-term. Yeah, no. And actually I like that you said that Jen, because the, the even in the book itself that says that there are, there can be a mixture of these things. Um, the objectification one was really interesting to me because it you know how there you know how we say that there's like a footstool or a wallet or a ATM that is the objectification that is part of the objectification is that they're they're an object they're an, an inanimate object and so uh, i was reading here that they don't you like it's you don't necessarily call them like he or she or you it would be like it 
Uh, and I thought that was fascinating. I, I don't know if you guys have had any experience with the objectification aspect of it, or if you have any um, stories to share on that on that end. I haven't had anyone ask me to call them it per se, but like, I know I've had some people who would just be like, use me for what I'm like, use me for what I'm worth. You know, they don't really want to have a conversation. They just want to be used for a specific in a specific way and that's all they're looking for I think I mainly have this with short terms people that just want something and want to leave rather than people that are looking to like have a conversation so usually these people will just text they would reach out and just be like I want you to I don't know I want you to do an RT game with me and then it's just like it's a specific thing that they do for you. You use them as a specific object and then they're gone. Yeah, that's so RT game is retweet game, guys, That um, in case you missed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and one of the things that this book says is that with objectification, you know, for someone who's a footstool, for example, is that they kind of want to be treated as such. Uh, you know, so like a footstool, you'd have your feet on it, maybe like kick it around or whatever, like, you know, kind of not caring about kind of just using it. Uh, and I, and so I, I find that interesting, because some of the usernames on this Twitter, on Twitter, you'll see it, you'll see footstool, you'll see wallet, you'll see uh, ATM or whatever, whatever the case may be. And I think, and that's kind of them letting us know that they are being, they view themselves as an object um, to be used. Also something really, something really interesting with footstools that I've experienced is that they usually want you to send, this is specifically what I've had, I don't know if it's necessarily everyone is the same way, but I had someone who asked me to send him pictures of my soul as if he was underneath my soul because he always wanted to be inferior to me like he was the ground and I was walking on him so I guess his object in his eyes was that he was dirt and I was using him to walk that's so crazy yeah I that is also a mixture of that's interesting because that's also a mixture of like de-evaluation as well, um, you know, where he say, sees himself as lesser than and therefore wants, you know, to feel that way by seeing you above him and, you know, looking like you're going to crush him with the soul. <laughs> um, here's, a, here's another question I have for you guys. Why did you choose, you know, because the majority of, of us here, our, our foot models are into, you know, feet. What made you guys choose feet? Like, why feet in particular? Um, I, I think I got into feet because I found out that my husband had a foot fetish and he was so embarrassed about it. Um, and he really even hasn't fully explored his own foot fetish yet. Um, and so I just started paying more attention to how I took care of myself and what my feet were doing. And so now I can see him out of the corner of my eye watching my feet when I talk and picking up on cues when I say certain things and what my toes are doing. And um, it's really just kind of put me into this whole rabbit hole of um, I didn't ever consider myself a dom. Um kind of going back to what you were saying about the six flavors I'm, I'm kind of figuring that out as people talk to me so if they want to be objectified okay I'm going to try that see if that's my thing uh, right now it's much more nurturing and control but um yeah that's how I but that's how I started that's interesting um goddess Kiki thank you for sharing that do do how does your husband feel about uh you know, you being on, on, you know, platforms, showing your feet, you know, how, how does he feel about this? That's, that's a really good question. Um, 
he he only likes to know so much. So um, he'll see my pictures. He rolls his eyes when he sees my captions. But <laughs> he, I think that he's a little bit of an exhibitionist and almost vicariously so. So I think that he enjoys that other people are enjoying my feet, I suppose. Um, and so we're just kind of, we're kind of discovering more and more as we go, like, what is going to be okay? What's okay with him? That kind of thing. So um, it also is doing him a lot of good because he's a little bit of a possessive person and that I don't necessarily agree with that. So it's really kind of letting him let go of some control um, because even though he does have a foot fetish, he is not submissive. So, um, which is something important to the really lovely superior that asked earlier, what kind of tips, you know, just getting into the, um, the foot part of everything. Not all foot guys are, are submissive. Absolutely not. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I think deciphering that too, right? From who's like, who's a buyer, who's a sub, who just wants to talk to you? What are exactly are you looking for? And, and filtering that out is important. Um, so, so let me ask you guys, Kiki, would you, would you not, would you never, I don't want to say never, would you not be interested in doing in-person sessions because your husband might, might not be comfortable with it? We'll see where that goes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I'm not interested in doing them um, just because I'm very paranoid um, and I would definitely do all the vetting and everything Soul J talked about. Um, but that's not something that he would probably be 100% about. Um, cash means is another thing. I mean, letting somebody, you know, touch my feet while I count their money for a couple of minutes, I don't think he'd have issue with that. But full on sessions, you know, that's yet to be seen. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really interesting. And I'm, I'm curious to hear, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Goddess Megan can speak as well, but but uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear like why feet, you know, like what directed you toward feet? Because other women do, you know, um, other types of worship. Um, so I'm just curious as to how it ended up in the foot world. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if she's, I don't know if she's available to talk right now, but let me, let me ask, uh, delightful. Let me pass this, this, um, question to delightful souls because she's new here. So I'm very curious as to, to what, um, made you, you know, get into foot, feet, foot, foot, foot photography, feet fetish, that sort of thing. Oh my gosh, guys, do you have your mics on, off? Is it me? What happened? <laughs> Where is everybody? <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. That Friday, that Friday deal, they're making that Friday money. Oh, I hope so. Can we? Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> um, can we, wait, can we, like, actually, I have a question about the, uh, the, because this is the Mankey PP podcast, the colored the colored PP. You guys were talking about that a little bit <laughs> in the PP chat. What was that? And Kiki, you found something out. Oh about... no, the the, <laughs> the demarcation, uh, like the okay. ring. Like I think Megan said, oh, it's like rings on a tree. <laughs> okay, but, wait, wait. So what is that? What is that? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I know that. Um, genitalia for men and women changes during puberty and so a lot of times um the pp color will darken as they go through puberty i do not know we could not find a correlation though about like because some are some are definitely very very different um colors <laughs> i guess you could say so we just, but we couldn't find like, is this from circumcision? Is this not, you know, cause it's, we've seen it equally on both. So I really, we cannot, we don't know. <laughs> so if anybody does know, please 
Wait, hold on. I, I just want to clarify this. Hold on. So you're talking about like the color of the guy's pee-pee is different than the color of the rest of his body? Is no, that no. His- well, no, that is a, that's definitely a thing. But like the actual pee-pee itself, like halfway through, it'll change color. Some guys, it's much more pronounced than others. Oh, so, my God. Okay. So like the shaft is yes, yes, a yes, different color the shaft. Mm-hmm. than the tip. <laughs> well, not not even just or, that. Sometimes it's like halfway down, you know, like it, it just drastically changes. And for some guys, it's pretty uniform in color. Um, but then sometimes it's like really dark. And then, you know, there's like a it's like a ring around it. <laughs> so we were trying to figure out like what medically or if there was any kind of medical reason for that i think megan brought that up yeah we can't figure it we can't there's no correlation to anything that we could find so it looks it okay the way that this sounds to me because i have not encountered this <laughs> okay the uh, the way that it sounds um. <laughs> to me is like you're like you guys's dick is half dead and half alive like <laughs> like that's the that's the sort way of. i see it it's kind of like it looks I don't know how to explain like in a non-judgmental way um it's like the I guess the top half will be like you know the same color as the rest of the the skin tone of the body and then it's like the bottom half isn't it's like darker it almost looks like dirty I don't I don't know how else to explain that. <laughs> oh my god it's you like know, it, it's weird. I don't know why. It, I I thought for the longest time it was because of a circumcision, um, but apparently that's not true because uncircumcised guys also have this like demarcation line around them. So I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that is so weird. Actually, maybe it is just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe they just had, like, something on their hand before. I don't even know. Yeah, that's so strange. You won't see any peepees like that at the, what is it, the adult store. Any 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 dildos that are, like, two different colors at the adult store, I don't think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, sometimes it's not really a serious difference in color. I think that most have a slight difference, Um, you know, a different, like a gradient, a gradient of color. But Megan was talking about ones that it's like a very definite change. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's not like it's, it's not ombre. It's just like, (laughs) no, it's like straight up purple, (laughs) purple than pink or something. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I really like the idea of just thinking of it as like like rings on a tree, <laughs> like yeah, the evolution <laughs> of their pee pee. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I want to welcome Miss Amanda to the stage. Hi. Hi. How are y'all? Good. Oh, so happy to see you, hear you. Um, I don't know if I'm right or not. You know, uneducated opinion here, but. If you're talking about the line on the PP that I think you are, it's like, isn't that where, like, the circumcision was and has grown down and so it's, like, kind of a scar? That's what no, Kiki was saying. I uh, don't think so. It's, like, almost always in the middle. I don't, well, I yeah, know, it's I've not it's, oh, people who is like, they must have had a uh, pretty uh, greedy doctor do their circumcision. <laughs> But oh my god it just seemed like a scar to me so i was like hmm. i mean everything you were saying was really interesting i just it's like i think that um like i've never noticed like any raised scar like i don't know i because i think megan said before that there she's seen that with uncircumcised men as well is that right megan oh yeah for <laughs> sure Okay, so it may not be a circumcision aspect. Probably not. I've been I, wrong before. <laughs> I, you know, I saw a, um, <laughs> I saw somewhere on Twitter, somebody tweeted asking, like, why do 
guys have that line that like stitch line on their balls um yeah yeah <laughs> and someone responded i think someone responded with the tweet i don't even know if this is true I, obviously i don't i just saw this on twitter and someone responded to that being like well because guys started out as women so it's the vagina being closed in the womb <laughs> Like, I no, know. I think that's I think that's true. I think really? that's true. Yeah, because it's, that as well. Because as they're developing and the their sexual organs are developing, that um and that deciding factor happens, that that is where it would be. Like that's where like the vulva labia situation would be, is right there where their balls are. Oh my gosh, Kiki coming in with the terminology. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's so 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 yeah so i mean that's why it that's also why guys have like nipples right or that's i should say i should be like kiki areolas uh that's why they have areolas <laughs> tiny little areolas yeah yeah because because why would they have them otherwise like you know there's no use it's completely use except when we ask them to pinch them you know well yeah that's necessary <laughs> that they were born for us to do that that's why they're there <laughs> <laughs> they your nipples were made for us to make you pinch them and put ice on all these and on clamps and all these other things <laughs> you know i haven't seen any peepees lately that I just haven't really seen any. Pee Has anyone ever seen any any interesting peepees lately? Not really. Now that you mention it, I guess they've all been pretty, you know, across the board. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I remember when someone in our uh, in one of the episodes was like, was like, "Have you?" ever gotten a soft pee pee pick <laughs> like and I was like what, wouldn't that be wild if somebody sent you a dick pic of them soft like has yep. that's no thank you no thank you <laughs> that's not what that's not what we signed up for <laughs> I had one send me soft pics because he was wanting the humiliation so it was for comparison and it definitely was not an impressive. <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting because, yeah, that's interesting because then the humiliation aspect, is that going to get them hard? Like, because they're asking for that session is the like, I'm so curious now whether the whether you humiliating them makes them hard physically or just mentally? Because obviously it makes them hard mentally. Like it has that mental release, I guess. Well, I know for that one particular, um, just even without humiliating him, just I could dryly tell him, it's like, you're not big enough for me. And that got him hard. But the pictures were more, he was asking me kind of outside of session. It's like, just honestly, it's like, this is what I'm like hard and, you know, fully erect. It's like, do you, you know, why would my wife, you know, cheat on me, basically? So it was more just for the comparison. It wasn't like, here, do something about this and fix it. <laughs> but Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. What would you, what would you, what would you ladies think about your significant other being the one on being someone that's asking for sessions online what would you guys think about that well for me personally depending on what he's asking for I wouldn't care because I know I can't meet all of his needs but if he was asking for something that I thought that he should be able to ask me for I have a feeling my insecurity side would probably come out and be like hey I'd be interested to do this with you but just typically, I, I've always been in fairly open relationships, so I don't think it would be a problem. I, I kind of agree. I, I don't think, um, I don't really care 
like who <laughs> I don't really care if he was doing that, but at the same time, if he's doing something that I could do, then I would want to know, well, you know, what's, what, what are you getting out of that? You know, and if it's something that I can't get provide, then I completely understand. But if it's just some vanilla shit that he, you know, what's the point? <laughs> exactly. I mean, unless, uh, and I'm also, I'm a larger woman. So it's like, I do have the deep seated insecurities. I fight back on occasion, but if they're just wanting a little different, I'm, I'm good with that. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I, I love that. I, I like that. I like the open-mindedness of, of that. Um, I want to do something a little fun um, and share some of you guys' tweets. I feel like this should be like a, a, a theme that I should do more often. Let's start with Kiki's because Kiki's on here right now. Okay, Kiki. Uh, I just pinned one of your tweets at the top. You know, if you for anyone who's just listening and can't see, there, it's a meme of a of a girl like a yeah it's a meme of a girl that's saying like fill my cash app and then uh she's texting it to a guy and then the guy's texting back yes goddess and i i actually love this because we've seen i've seen this meme in many different ways like in many different forms but never like this um uh, goddess kiki did you retweet stuff make this or or how did this come to be how did this happen no, my puppy made that for me, and um, he was—he just made it for me and sent it, and um, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this! I'm gonna tweet this now." <laughs> and he—he he didn't think I was going to, so he was very grateful that I liked it so much. But he surprises me with little things like that every day, and that one just really t- grabbed my attention. I thought it was—I thought it was very to the point. I really liked it. That is the sweetest thing ever. I, I loved it too. I loved it too. And can you tell us about your puppy? Like how, how did he become your puppy? Um, actually, it's interesting because um, I woke up one morning and I noticed that someone um, had tagged me and their page had my stuff all over it. And it said, um, Kiki's RT slave or something like that. And I, and, um, I I don't think he's changed it, but, um, they, he never, he never um, said anything to me. So I sent him a message and I just said, hi there, (laughs) you know, like, who are you? What are you doing? Um, so he doesn't really, um, he doesn't ever ask for anything from me other than do you happen to have a you know this that I could post or something like that but he doesn't ever ask anything of me he literally just kind of told me what um he was about and I asked him you know I wanted to so I've just kind of started this kind of relationship where I asked him you know what are what are your kinks what are you know what are all your things (laughs) so that we can get to know each other and so we'll go back and forth with um kind of the sub dom and friend t- type of thing back and forth. So it just works really well. Um, but yeah, he, he never even came to me. He never asked me for anything. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, I love that. I love that for you. I, I, he, so he just right off the bat dedicated himself to you. He didn't, he didn't say like, he didn't right. even say, Hey, can I be your, sl-? he, he, he wasn't like, Hey, can I be your slave? Or Hey, can I, he just was like, in his brain was like, I'm going to be hers that right. whatever, whatever I have to do or how to, I'm just going to show it to her. Right. Um, and exactly. I, and I love that because that's the kind of the, that's a, the kind of dedication that a lot of us are looking for. Um, so I, I, I congratulate you guys. <laughs> we get a lot, we get a lot of people in our DMs saying, I want to be, I'll do anything for you. I want to be your slave. And then you try to get out of them what exactly they'll do for you. And then they disappear. So really they just wanted your attention for that second. So the fact that he never really said anything, he just did that first. And I'm sure he expected at some point, I would say, why are you using all these things? <laughs> you know, why are you doing this? Um, so I, I, I liked that a lot. I was very surprised. It was a good morning. 
Awesome. I love that for you guys. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. Uh, I don't know if um, Soul Sexy J is able to speak right now, but I, I want to share one of her tweets as well. Um, yeah, I just want to, I want to go around sharing tweets. So, so Soul, I mean, I, I, I think, oh wait, I took this picture. <laughs> did I take this picture? Is this yes, a picture that did. I took? <laughs> uh, I, talk to me about like the oily feet. Do you find that more guys like the oily feet? They love it. That is like the number one request I get, especially even for Skypes, all that. They're like extra, extra, extra. Like I can't put enough oil on them. They want more. I'm like, I need to start investing in stock and, and baby oil is what I've decided. So why do you why do you think that is? What is it about the oil? So because I I. I mean, I don't know how you handle oil because I personally, I can't stand the feeling of oil. Like, <laughs> um, but I, but I have like wet my soles in water, wet my feet in water and, and I'll show them like on camera and they like that. But why do you think that is? Do you, do you think it's like the shine? Do you think that they imagine themselves like? And I think in more the imagination of the feeling of being in between the soles with the oil on um, is what I think um but I don't know I wish we had a couple of them on on here so they could let us know but I I think it's more so the imagination of uh gliding in between those uh, oily souls and how it would feel awesome I love that and tell me about so you're where are you traveling to you're going to New York and then what's next I have New York and then uh, mid-October is uh, Baltimore and then the weekend after is Boston and then um, November 19th through the 21st is Atlanta and I am going to be in a small area of Alabama in the beginning of December. How do you how do you coordinate all this tra- like how do you coordinate meeting subs do you feel safer meeting subs while you're traveling or would you feel safer meeting them in your hometown does it make a difference um it do- i don't necessarily have a, a preference it doesn't make a difference to me it's more so um the communication that i've had with them you know prior and up to the, the session that makes me feel comfortable or not fascinating fascinating wow thank you guys so much for sharing um all right well, I think this, well, let me, I don't know if Goddess Megan can speak. I know she was uh, tied up for a minute. I don't know if uh, she can talk. Megan, can you talk? Are you able to speak? Yeah, I'm here now. Awesome. Okay, cool. Cool. I wanted to share, I wanted to share one of your tweets as well. I think, um, uh, you know, if you, if you want to pick one as well, you, you can, but, but you're also, you know, you take such awesome, uh, foot pictures as well like foot videos I, I really like this this is a cool uh, video up um is there anything that you do with like your toes or feet before you take the video or before you take the picture you know is there something that you or do you have like a little ritual that happens like do you set something up uh how does what does the behind the scenes look like <laughs> um no, I don't really have a like a ritual or anything like that. That was taken on <laughs> that was taken on my front porch um as traffic drove by and that was a video that I took for uh, an OnlyFans request. I have somebody who really enjoys uh, my fr- <laughs> my front porch videos. I think that it's kind of the public ac- aspect of it. They like watching the cars go by. Um, a couple of times they slowed down. <laughs> but no. So what I did to set up this video was I literally just sat in my... Well, okay, I took my shoes off and then I propped the phone... <laughs> against my shoes um to get like the view tested it out a little bit and then sat down in the chair so the camera is actually under the chair facing my soles and I have like a little bluetooth remote and I (laughs) I pressed record and that's the video 
I love that. Oh my God, with the car, he likes the cars <laughs> driving by in the back. That's so interesting. So Yeah. I live in a very, very small town in Alabama, and um, the road that that faces is actually, surprisingly enough, one of the major highways um, that leads into Florida. And so there's, it's quite well traveled, especially around certain times of the day. You know, um, five p.m. and five p.m. is a big one. And um, yeah, I've had plenty of people kind of slow down and watch and like look at me a little funny and I think that he really enjoys kind of the um you know you like maybe getting caught or maybe somebody you know seeing and being interested in what I'm doing um and he enjoys that Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I like that. And I actually, I like, you know what I like about it? I like the peacefulness of it. Um, you know, like it's like a, it feels homey, you know, the front porch, the cars driving by. <laughs> uh, Oh, so that's, yeah. that's really nice. That's my favorite spot, um, especially in the mornings when it's nice out with a cup of coffee. I, yeah, I love it. It's super peaceful. Um, I've got birds and all kinds of stuff going on out there. Love that. Love that. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I think this is a, a good place to conclude the, the Mankey PP podcast episode seven. Um, thank you all so much for being here. I really appreciate you guys uh, for coming here and listening or speaking. I'm really grateful to have all of you here. And let's make that dough today. So wishing everybody a uh, money-filled Friday. <laughs> Bye, everybody.